0: Welcome to Girls Who Cast.
1: We're on a mission to make spiritual information engaging, enjoyable, and fun.
2: Our goal is to show that spirituality is not just something we do, but an integral part of who we are.
0: Join us as we dive deep into the magical world of astrology, occultism, witchcraft, and tarot on Girls Who Cast.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Hello. (laughs) Oh, hello. this is episode two of girls who cast and the topic of this episode is going to be all about the witchy journey so you think you're a witch you think that you have psychic abilities now what where do you go from here so we're going to be sharing our experience of getting into witchcraft and forming our practice how's everyone doing before we jump in i'm doing pretty well not too bad traffic here was bad as per
0: usual but same on my walk on your walk you live like minutes away
1: (laughs) the geese coming
2: yeah they're ruthless out there
1: (laughs) did geese try to attack you
2: they have before
1: oh my god geese
2: are scary but then
0: i had to set the record straight you know (laughs) have you guys seen that um curb your enthusiasm episode where larry's on the golf course and like the black swan i guess what it is and he like clubs the black swan and it's it's a whole thing but that's what i (laughs) me
2: of geese yeah (laughs) but it's a swan oh my gosh yes larry david i haven't seen that i'll need to i know you're obsessed with them
0: dude i i literally walk around my apartment and i'm just like like i verbally say that out loud i'm Mm -hmm. just like the theme (laughs) yeah i love it my dad says he can't watch it just because it's just too stressful and which Mm. is true but some reason he makes me really sleepy, Larry hmm. David's voice. Like hmm. I listen to it when I go to bed. <laughs> yeah, instead of the Solfeggio tones. I know tones, you love him. <laughs> instead of Solfeggio tones, it's just Larry David on repeat.
1: <laughs> bad. Uh, no traffic here was really bad. I don't know if it has something to do with Mercury in retrograde because it has to be Mercury rules like everything transportation. And people were driving like madmen on this on the road. It was horrible. I felt like I was gonna get rear ended like multiple times. I know, right? Like what's that about? So bad. Right. So we wanted to talk about some transit updates. Okay. So speaking of Mercury retrograde, there is a lot going on with the stars and the cosmos this week, next week. So we are actually recording this on 420. Shout out to anyone who celebrates this beautiful holiday. (laughs) Any, Any weed witches who are, you know, listening, hey, we see you. And I have already been seeing the effects of Mercury retrograde. This time it is retrograde in the sign of Taurus, which deals with all things money. And my best friend from college called me this morning and she was like, girl, I just got scammed. Like literally all of the money in my bank account, empty $0 in my bank account.
0: Oh my God.
1: And she told me about it. and It was like the most elaborate scam I've ever heard. Like they called her, she looked up reverse, looked up the phone number and it was tied to like a chase bank in her hometown. Mm -hmm. So she thought it was legit. She called them back. They already had all of her information, like her name, her address, everything. And all that they needed was her pin number. It wow. was so elaborate. Dude. She was so mad at herself. And I was like, you cannot be mad at yourself for falling for that. Like, I totally would have fallen for that, too. Why Why would they say that? Like, what were they trying
2: to get from her?
1: They were just trying number. to get all of her money and, like, get her PIN number so they could access her account. That's insane. And yeah, like, me,
2: I would have been like, are you sure? But, but like, why would Chase I... Bank
1: call you? Exactly. But she did the reverse lookup thing. And somehow they made it say that it was Chase Bank. Like, they had this Man. so set up. Beware of scammers, guys. Yeah. They're crazy. That is totally a Mercury retrograde and Taurus thing that happened to her. I felt so bad. And then I didn't want to be like that person that made everything about (laughs) astrology, (laughs) but I was like, damn, that is, that's her retrograde story, I guess. stars be starring.
2: Yeah.
0: Truly. Planets be planeting.
1: Yeah. So watch out for anything money related, communication related. Um, Definitely want to be very cautious but the nice thing is that Taurus is, Taurus as a sign in general is just very slow moving and mm-hmm. deliberate. So that kind of helps out during the retrograde season because we're more likely to slow down and look at things before we act. So warning for anyone who is out there for listening. Sure.
2: I'm terrified because I did my terror reading at the beginning of the year. And for May it's Six of Pentacles reversed. Which is basically like make sure you look at your contracts, make sure you budget, make sure you look at your finances. So I'm like, this is like
1: money, extra money, pressure. Money.
2: I'm very scared, but it'll be it'll be fine. Yeah, just gotta pay more attention.
1: Yeah, all you have to do is pay attention, and some people won't even notice the effects of Mercury Retrograde at all. Mm-hmm. So don't assume the worst. Don't assume that something terrible is gonna happen to you, because like literally nothing could happen to you during this time. Yeah. And then we're also in the midst of eclipse season. That so. started
0: today, right? Like at like what, yesterday at like 9 p.m.? Yes. <gasps> Until you know May You know what's crazy though? Like clockwork. I got home from the, I went to Sagara, which is an international grocery store with George mm-hmm. yesterday. And we got home around eight something. We were unloading the groceries. I was doing dishes, taking the trash out Up. stuff. It was 9.13. And I think it was around then that it actually started to eclipse or something like that. And I noticed that I like snapped at him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I should probably like go take a bath. And like <laughs> calm the fuck down. Um, but yeah, I just noticed that and I just wanted to share. Wow. I don't really know, like, a lot of, about eclipses. Could you tell us a little bit more about, like, eclipse oh, yes. energy and, yeah. like, stuff like that? This
2: is perfect. I I need to know more. Yeah. Yes. So we were texting earlier today, and I was like, wait, what does that mean? She's like, girl.
1: <laughs> What's going on? Taylor? Taylor?
2: <laughs> mayday, mayday. Guys.
1: I got you guys. So, basically, eclipses are just very special new moons and full moons. Okay. So, they only happen on a full moon or a new moon. Mm-hmm. And what makes them so special is that they are involved in, or involved with the lunar nodes. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to describe over a podcast. So I have a post about this on my Instagram, the Black Cat Tarot, and you could also just Google a diagram of this. But basically the nodes are where the moon that rotates Mm -hmm. around earth, crosses the sun's path, which is called the ecliptic. Mm -hmm. So we know, in you know in science that we are actually rotating around the sun Mm -hmm. but in astrology astrology takes the point of view from the earth so in astrology the earth is in the middle of everything Uh so because of that the sun has an apparent path around and then the moon has its path Mm -hmm. and those two paths cross at the points that are called the nodes so if you are really into astrology you probably recognize the the name node the term node And the nodes are represented, represent our life purpose and our, the path to our higher selves and our destiny, essentially. The role that they serve in our chart Mm -hmm. is to push us closer to who we're supposed to be and who we're supposed to become. So eclipses are really tied to our destiny and eclipses will not necessarily cause things to happen, but things that are already going to happen for you are going to happen during eclipse season. Eclipse season is basically when the universe drops a gift tied up in a nice bow, like on your doorstep. You know, we have, The universe is working for you in the background, doing things that you have no idea what it's doing. And then it gets delivered to you during eclipse season. You know
0: what's crazy is that I've been seeing a lot of like posts about eclipse season and a little bit of like it's a little fear mongery. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's just like a whole different episode about just fear mongering pop culture astrology in general. Sorry, that was a tangent. But anyway... But when I talked to you about eclipses, and I asked you earlier about like these upcoming eclipses, you were like, "Ooh, girl, those are on Aries and Libra. I'm seeing money. <laughs> like I'm seeing money in your future. Like things like that." And so I was just like, seeing a positive spin like that. I don't know. It just reframes a lot of the the fear mongering things that I've been seeing a lot on the the social media. Which, again, Taylor does this every eclipse she detoxes from social (laughs) media and I think that is a great thing to do
1: yes yeah yeah there there is so much fear-mongering around eclipses and it makes me mad because eclipses are really cool things that just need to happen for you will happen during that time period and it might feel kind of chaotic or unpredictable or weird in the moment but all of those things that happen were supposed to happen to you
2: Mm mm-hmm Cool. Yeah. That TikTok you sent me where... I'm an Aries rising, by the way. I'll mention that, like, every single episode. <laughs> we'll mention our placements
0: when they're pertinent.
2: Yeah. Um. That TikTok you sent me where it's, like, Aries and Scorpio thrive in chaos, so it's okay. I'm like, okay. I kind of do thrive in chaos, so I'm ready for it. Yeah. I think you'll be just fine, yeah. sister. It's your time to shine.
0: I mean, I yeah. hope so. I you get to so. be,
1: like, the main character for a little it bit. Is Don't tell me energy. that. My <laughs> ego will get huge. And I'll be <laughs> yeah. like, I'm the main character.
2: But...
0: Um, real quickly, what about, like, if you have your north node and south node in Aries and Libra? What's that situation like for
2: yes.
1: specifically this um eclipse season?
2: Wait, don't you have that? I do.
1: Okay. I, don't you? I also have that. Yeah. So you will have a north node and a south node in your chart, so you want to pay attention to which one is you guys in have which the same spot. same one?
0: We're born in, like, the same year. I think yeah. if you're born in, like, a similar year, you have the same nodes. Me and Sydney do, too. Oh, that's mm-hmm.
1: cool.
2: Mine's Virgo North Node. I'm not I don't love it, but
1: anyway, go on with your <laughs> with your glasses. So if you have your north node in Aries, you are having your nodal return. So that means that the current transiting nodes are in the same spot. If you have your north node in Libra, you're having your nodal opposition. So the nodes are backwards from how they were when you were born.
0: So I'm having my nodal opposition. Right
1: yes. Now. Damn. so it might feel <laughs> damn double homicide <laughs> double- <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, so if you if you have an aries or libra north node this one this eclipse series might feel a little more prominent a little more important like in the future you might look back at this time period and be like wow that was like a new chapter for me or like that was a pivotal moment or something along those lines I can, I feel like I'm already kind
0: of like feeling that. And especially when it comes to like my interpersonal relationships, like, especially with like my family Mm -hmm. and my, and George and all that stuff. I feel like I'm really maturing and growing into the person that I want to be. And, um, Love yeah, I think I'm already like seeing little bits and pieces of it. Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of like my emotions and my emotional, Mm -hmm. um, intelligence, if that makes sense. I don't need to take everything personally and that's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Maybe
1: that's it. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I need to look up oppositions and what those mean, but, <laughs> yeah. And then just one more thing that I want to mention about eclipses is it's a really good time. One of you guys mentioned that, that I always do a social media detox. Yes. I personally like to do that because it's just a way to kind of unplug from extra noise that you don't really need. And it's, it makes it easier to see the eclipse gifts that you receive or the messages from the universe or little confirmations. And it's just a lot easier to connect with yourself when you don't have to, you know, be online mm-hmm. for people who are creatives or people who run a small business or mm-hmm. run a podcast. Mm-hmm. We kind of have to be on social media and it can feel like a lot. So just un, un, disconnecting from that also not advised to do any type of spell work or like magical workings at all because eclipse season is really unpredictable so the basic example I always use is like if you try to manifest like a thousand dollars or something it might come to you in a way that you didn't really mean it to so like you might receive a thousand dollars in like life insurance or something like that because someone died or something like that That that's just a very crude example but your your magical workings not might not end up how you want them to be because mm-hmm. the energy is kind of combustible and chaotic. So just take a break. Just chill. Listen to the universe. Take in all the signs, all the messages. That is my best eclipse season advice.
2: Yeah. I'm going to nap so much.
1: I'm going to nap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can just
2: go ghost.
0: You got to be out. I was telling my friend that streets. earlier
2: today. I was like, I'm just going to go ghost for a little bit. But then I'll rise back. But... That moment of time where you're ghost. Exactly. (laughs) It's very important.
1: Let's get into the main topic of the episode. So you think you're a witch, now what? (laughs) I love that that title so much. It's cute. It is. Okay, so before we get into all of the juicy details, there are a few things that I want to say. So I'm going to call this step zero. Basically, getting your mindset right before you start your witchy journey. A few disclaimers. So the first one is understand that this is a journey and there's not really a final destination. Period.
2: So true.
1: There's not a final destination. You're just going to keep finding new things that interest you or things that you want to learn about. And with spirituality, like there's not an end goal. It's an ongoing practice. That's why it's called a practice because it doesn't really end. Another thing that is important to keep in mind is you're not going to know and understand everything right away. It's going to take a lot of time to learn, and the deeper you go, the even more confusing it gets. And it's just really important to be patient with yourself as you're trying to learn all of these different topics, because there is a lot. And finally, some things might feel silly to you, and that is totally okay. You should just do what feels right in that moment in time. But don't be afraid to circle back to things and try things again as you get a little more comfortable or you learn more or deeper in your practice or whatever. So for example, when I was really starting out in my witchy journey, I wasn't even calling myself a witch at this point. Uh, I tried to do like a manifestation spell and I just felt so silly doing it. Mm -hmm. Like I I was like, yeah, I was like writing
2: 10 times over and folding yes, like this is not going to
1: work. This is so silly. I feel so awkward, like saying these like chants out loud and it's okay that that felt silly and I tabled it. But now I love doing spell work because eventually I came back to it and I revisited it and revisited it and it just like feels good and normal now. Mm -hmm. So if things feel silly, just put it on the shelf and then come back to it later. So true. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys have any mindsets or disclaimers you want to add?
0: I guess I would also just reiterate that it's okay to feel silly. Even if you do feel silly, you can you can table it. I recommend feeling the silliness, feeling it out, just mm-hmm. because it, 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 that feeling will fade, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you are scared to do some spell work in front of other people, like, let's say you live with a roommate, go into a quiet place and do it yourself... Um, Just, like, being really intentional is also another mindset thing that I like to um, reiterate. Intention is everything. Whether you are doing spell work, whether you're doing just manifestations or anything like that, being intentional and setting your intention of what you want and what you're going to do is is key to the success of it, I think. Yeah. But, yeah.
2: The only thing um, I want to add, too, to go along with you saying it's not a destination, it's a journey— That means that it can change if something Mm -hmm. doesn't feel right or Mm -hmm. right now it feels good, but later on it doesn't feel right. It can change. It ebbs and flows. And that's totally okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's energy.
1: Yeah. I love that. And there will be some times where you don't feel like doing anything at all. And that's totally fine. Me during a full moon. Yes. (laughs) You don't have to do something for every single full moon, new moon, every single transit. It's fine. Just do what feels right. Let's define what this witchcraft
0: and magic is. The whole like realm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Yeah. So this is kind of my first step. So as I was putting all of this information together, I was originally going to do it like step one, step two, step three. But it doesn't really work like that because as we were just saying, it's a journey. It's not just a clear road. It has a lot of like little alleyways and side streets and all types of stuff. So doesn't really work that way. Like in, you know, like a procedural, you know, step one, step two type of way. So I came up with a few different, I guess I'll call them pillars. And this first one is actually going to be the foundation that we're gonna build our pillars on. So the foundation is, what does witchcraft and magic really mean to you? Is figuring that out, coming up with your own, definition and your own perspective. Because for everyone, it is slightly different. So I think that when you're starting out on your journey, it's really beneficial to kind of figure out what that means for you personally.
0: How does that feel for you personally?
1: Either one of you? Um, To me, witchcraft and
2: magic should enhance your daily life and also be easily woven into it. Mm -hmm. Um, You shouldn't have to really try super hard in order to Have it woven into your life. And to me, it's a conscious practice to be more mindful of your place in the universe and getting more in tune with the intangible. My main two points I think people should keep in mind when starting their practice is what Hannah mentioned, intention and intuition. A huge part of my practice and how I was able to tap into my spirituality is just by listening. Listening to my inner world, listening to what the universe might be trying to tell me. That is where the intuition part comes in. A lot of times we will know what to do, even if you are just starting out in your practice, just by listening. And with intention, I feel that pretty much everything within witchcraft is based around intention, like Hannah was talking about. Mm -hmm. Witches use cinnamon for abundance and protection and might use rose quartz for self-love. There are always intentions behind certain tools. And in the same way, you can create intentions for tools you use or even just how you go about daily life. I always have to remember this because sometimes I forget properties of herbs or crystals. Mm-hmm. But then I stop and think, what does it mean for me? Mm-hmm. And create my intentions that way. It makes it much more personal and you're able to, like, really start to understand yourself more and your practice more
1: mm-hmm.
2: with yeah. intention. It's
1: huge. That's so true because what one crystal might mean for you, like, you can have your totally own unique meaning for a certain thing. Yeah. Or, like, you don't have to, like... A certain interpretation of a tarot card, like you don't have to do what every single book, you don't have to interpret it how every single book says. Like you can have your own personal meaning to it. So I really like that idea of like making it personal to you. Yeah, definitely, listening was
2: huge for me because I remember when I started therapy last year, I she would always be like, "Well, what do you? What is your heart saying?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I don't know what it's saying," um, but it's it's just huge to really sit with yourself and listen. I don't know what I'm going to say with that. So I'm just going to end it there. <laughs> I think I've talked enough at that part anyway. Yeah. All right. Do you want to go Hannah?
0: What uh, my definition of magic and witchcraft is. Yeah. I still don't know. And I don't think there's any shame in not knowing. I think I'm still trying to figure it out for me what it is. Um, For me right now, I know that I love to use herbs and I like to, you do you use those herbs in cocktails and stuff like that. So I don't necessarily have like a concrete definition. And I know that might seem like, it's like, oh, it's a scapegoat. Like she's trying to get out of the question. It's not, I promise. <laughs> I, I, truly, I truly do not know, but I feel like I'm slowly getting there. I guess, you know, continuing on with what I was saying and what Morgan said, um, it's just intention, being mm-hmm. very intentional about even the words that you use. For me, words are very big. And the cadence in which you say it, um, I've always said this. Anybody you talk to, anybody that you know knows me, knows that I love words and I hold on to words. I grasp onto words, and the way that you say them, the tone you use, things like that, um, very important to me. And you know, I feel like that in and of itself is kind of magic. It's kind of mm-hmm. like magic, right? Yeah. Because you're curating a certain sentence in a certain way to convey a certain emotion and make something happen in that way. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I
1: would say herbal, I, I love herbs and just working
0: with those, but.
1: Let me just say like both of your guys' answers, I feel like we're very much like cancer moon, Virgo moon type <laughs> answers. Shut up. <laughs> no, I, I love it. And like, that's part of the, that's why it's cool is because we're all different people and have our own charts and different energies. And that's like why we have different perspectives and I love it so for my definition of magic I guess it's more like theoretical Mm -hmm. so I believe that there are two planes the physical plane which is what we see what we touch what we taste you know what we experience with our senses the world as we know it Mm -hmm. and then also the astral plane so this is like where when we do spiritual practices this is like where we kind of go like where our soul lives where our soul comes from in a way Um, All of our ideas, all of our like creativity lives in the astral and the astrologer Elisa Kelly has a really good diagram of this and she explains this super well. I love it. But basically it looks like an infinity symbol with one side being the physical plane and one side being the astral plane. So with this infinity symbol, it implies that the two are always connected and we can always Mm -hmm. be in both and access both simultaneously at the same time um, whenever we want. So to me, magic is bringing things out of the astral plane and into the physical realm. Mm -hmm. So if there is something that you really want and desire, all of your wants and desires are in the astral plane, you can do spell work with herbs and crystals and tarot cards and using the planets, everything in our physical realm to make that thing in your astral plane Mm -hmm. come into reality. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my concept of magic and how, I guess, not really what witchcraft is, but how it works. Mm -hmm. To me, that's how it works. Yeah,
0: I totally agree. I will say I've never thought of that as like an infinity symbol. Every time I think of like the the combination of like physical to astral plane, have you guys ever seen, and I don't know if I'm going to be saying this correctly or conveying it properly, but like the graphs, like the 5D graphs like in the Mm -hmm. in in space yes you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. so that's what I think of but I don't really know
1: where I'm going with that but yeah no that's interesting because I think that everyone kind of has like a different image in their mind of of what mm -hmm. it looks like or like for example if you meditate like where do you go like for me I kind of like go to a place you know what I mean like where's the place honestly it looks like (laughs) it looks like space just like black and stars but like a sheet of glass almost. And it's like, I'm sitting on that. And that like, when I meditate, that's where I go.
0: Oh my God. Okay. Bougie. (laughs) I go to like a taco truck or something. She's like a five star (laughs) resort. She's like a
1: five star resort in heaven. And I'm just like, I'm going to Taco Bell. Well, for some (laughs) people, it looks like a beach. For other people, Mm -hmm. it's like the mountains. Like everyone has their own perspective of it. And that's what makes it cool as we were saying. So that's the foundation. And that is leading me to our first pillar and i'm calling this spiritual hygiene slash maintenance (laughs) so basically none of your spell work matters if you are not tapped into yourself and connected to yourself in the spiritual side of you or you know the astral plane Mm -hmm. using the example that i just just provided so if you're not into it if you don't have the intention Mm -hmm. your spell work is gonna fall flat it's not gonna come through and when I was talking earlier about when, when I did a spell and I felt like super silly, like it didn't come through. What I wanted did not manifest because I was not into it and I didn't have like any type of spiritual spiritual hygiene in my life. Yeah. So really important to take care of yourself, take care of your soul. And you can do that through meditation, like going to your little meditation place like we were just talking about, um, through self-reflection, practicing mindfulness and living life intentionally like you guys were talking about. I also don't think that we can have this conversation without talking about psychic abilities. Mm -hmm. And when I say psychic abilities, I mean, maybe you have like a really strong intuition. Like you can almost predict things or like you know what someone's gonna say before they say it. And there are some people that have these types of strengthen abilities. I think that every human on earth has these abilities and you can strengthen them if you practice. Mm-hmm. Um, but some people are born with them just a little naturally stronger than others. And I think that some people might, you know, experience these types of phenomenon and they're like, well, what do I do with this? Like, I don't know what this means. And it can kind of be scary. Like if you're predicting things right before they happen, like that can be kind of freaky. In the community, we refer to these abilities as the clairs, like Claire clairvoyance is the one that a lot of people know Mm -hmm. that is clair means clear and then voyance is our eyesight so clear seeing there's also clairaudience which is like you hear voices or you hear people talking to you there is clairsentience which is like a more of like a feeling sensation Mm -hmm. um there's claircognizance which is that's more of like the intuition like you just know things um, claircognizance and clairsentience kind of get mixed up a lot, but I would describe it as with clairsentience, you kind of pick up on people's like emotions and vibes a little bit more. Um like you can look at someone and just kind of like tell how they're feeling. With claircognizance, it's just kind of like your in- your intuition already knows it to be truth. Like it's not really like a feeling, it's just kind of more like intellectual, logical um Mm -hmm. with your words I guess Mm -hmm. those four types are the most common types there might be other types of you know psychic abilities that exist out there that people experience but those are probably like the four main types that people identify with and like I said you can strengthen these abilities and these skills and you do that through your spiritual hygiene through practicing mindfulness living intentionally Um, regular meditation and self-reflection. And with what you were saying, Morgan, of just like listening to your body, listening to your inner world, listening to maybe the universe and see like signs and symbols that you receive. And through that, you can kind of start to identify those events when they happen to you. And that just makes you more aware of them. You're able to integrate them into your life in a way better way. And you can strengthen those skills.
2: I just wanted to add a point Like you were saying, that psychic abilities are basically intuition. They coexist with each other. I feel like it's very daunting or people have a weird reaction when they hear psychic or anything like that. But it's basically intuition and just being aware of what's happening around you. And Mm -hmm. it's not this crazy thing that is unachievable.
1: Yeah. And that just made me think of a, another quick disclaimer of if you feel weird calling yourself a psychic, like you don't have to call yourself a psychic. That's fine. You can just say I have psychic abilities. Like like you were saying, like the word psychic kind of has a weird connotation. Be like, oh, you're going to predict my future or whatever. Like I hate I hate when people say that to me, but... So does witch. We'll get into that. <laughs> yes, we will get into that. Um,
2: I also wanted to add for meditation. I... I'll be honest, I hate sitting and meditating. Um, So I just wanted to throw out that meditation doesn't have to be just sitting there with your eyes closed. I find a lot of my meditative states in movement, dancing, anything that you're in flow, anything creative, um, just to get you in tune with your thoughts. So it doesn't have to be the picture of what Mm -hmm. it normally is seen as where it's just sitting there with your eyes closed.
0: Just, yeah, getting in tune with your your
1: emotions and your body. Yeah. Yeah, yourself. Yeah. You said inflow. I really love that. That's a good yeah. way of describing it.
2: It's I think it's literally a term where it's used for creative things like painting or whatever, where you just get into a state where time, you're not aware of time, it's passing so fast and but it, hours could go by and it feels like five minutes has gone by. That's where your inflow your mm-hmm. brain is. So yeah.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love self-reflection. Mm-hmm. I am it like to a fault very self-aware like i'm apologizing for things that i'm about to do like i haven't even done <laughs> Or that it. you're just thinking or i'm you're just like, like i'm sorry for I'm that i'm sorry thought. for thinking that way <laughs> and it's just yeah so i think that self-reflection is very important to me in my like spiritual maintenance aspect um because if i notice that i'm I'm, I'm not being self-aware or reflecting as much I'm there's there's an imbalance somewhere right mm-hmm. and so having those daily check-ins with yourself having those check-ins even weekly even monthly it doesn't necessarily need to be a daily thing um, I personally need to do it hourly or I go insane but <laughs> you're like 10, rem- <laughs> three times 10, five, five 10. it is five o'clock somewhere and it's five o'clock time for me to self-reflect Um... <laughs> but yeah I think I tried I've tried meditating and it's it's and I guess you did say that it doesn't need to be sitting down and and you know um being in a quiet place you can meditate however you see fit Mm -hmm. um and yeah I like to meditate to to music I think a little bit but
1: yeah
0: other than that
1: um Yeah, I think that's all I really have to say about spiritual hygiene. Okay, so we've laid the foundation with defining what witchcraft and magic means to us. And we have our first pillar of spiritual hygiene and maintenance. So your next pillar is going to be building your magical library. And... This Your first goal as a baby witch, as someone who's starting on your journey, is to just learn as much as you can and try to find something that really piques your interest, something that really speaks to you, resonates with you. So there are a lot of different topics that you could research. I would highly recommend trying to find Some type of like divination, so astrology, tarot, runes, oracle, that will be a really good tool in your self reflection and like your spiritual hygiene practices. So I would highly recommend some form of divination, but there are endless topics that you could research. So maybe that looks like researching mythology or Mm. herbs or crystals or something but I would recommend choosing a divination tool for your spiritual hygiene and then choosing one thing that you just really love and just dive into it because once you dive into something and you start going deeper you'll start to see how everything else is kind of connected again with the pipelines I was just gonna there are pipelines everywhere.
2: (laughs) I was just thinking, I'm like, wow, witchcraft is really full of just pipelines because I started with astrology and then it just gets into literally everything else. And yeah, I haven't even touched a lot of things. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's like a subway system
1: that with like crazy routes and everything. Okay, that visual. Yes, Yes. yeah, subway.
0: Yeah,
1: (laughs) okay, public transit. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, like my first thing that I really resonated with was tarot. And then I started realizing like, oh, tarot is like connected to astrology. So let me look into that. And then I was like, tarot is connected to psychology. And I love psychology as a psychology major. So let me kind of explore it in that way. And then I just, I don't know, it just turned into like a tree and I branched out to all these different topics and I found all these topics that interest me. And Like we said, it's a journey. So I'm still finding things that I like. I'm still learning new things and Mm -hmm. finding different ways to connect. And when you study all of these topics, you can see how they're all just literally just interconnected like a subway system
0: and then let's talk about the goosebumps when that
1: happens like yeah come on it's a crazy realization it is
0: insane and you're just like sitting there like what am i supposed to do with these like <laughs> take them away
2: <laughs> this is too much
1: information it's,
0: yeah tmi come on
1: what were the topics that you guys researched like when you first started getting into witchcraft and magic and stuff like what were like your go-to things
0: astrology astrology easy yeah. mm-hmm.
1: and yeah. then it was
0: a pipeline to to spells well actually no so for me this was in high school i had always been even my parents can attest to this mom dad hi if you see this comment below okay <laughs> i had always been in very interested in um paganism and mm-hmm. um wicca specifically and I had this book, it was called Simply Wicca. And I had this in high school, bro. I was just like, I got it at half price books and I was just like, okay, let's let's try it. Let's see what it's about. I had no knowledge of anything prior. I had no idea what I was getting into, but I, I think I had watched like, Sabrina the Teenage Witch Ooh, and yes. I was like I want to cast some spells another pipeline, <laughs> another pipeline. I want to cast some spells I'm gonna go see what this is about and so I got the book and then I started noticing that there is a lot of work with herbs and so I was just like okay well I can in, like intentionally or unintentionally do magic in my day-to-day life without having to you know buy a bunch of expensive things, or I can light a candle and just like have a moment for myself. Again, Mm -hmm. it's intention-based. It's intention-based and it's, uh, it's an inflow. It's an inflow. It's never, it's never stagnant. It's always flowing. It's energy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then I was just like, okay, I'll just, I don't know. I was not really fully into it because at that time I was still uh, going to church. And so I didn't want to be like the black sheep of the family. I didn't want to really pay too much attention into it. And then I met Morgan. (laughs) (laughs) I met this little witch. Oh,
2: my gosh. That's what people always say. (laughs) It's always
0: Morgan. And then um, she introduced me to astrology. I mean, I always knew my sun sign, but knowing my natal chart really just kind of set it off. And then Mm -hmm. ever since then, I've just been spiraling in a good way Um, down this rabbit hole of a bunch of information, seeing how things are connected. Um, But yeah, I would say that would be it for me. But what about you, Morgan?
2: Definitely astrology. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember when I got into it, I mentioned before that I wasn't a big fan of cancers and then I found out I had a cancer moon. Mm -hmm. And I just remember journaling (laughs) all of my placements and researching all of it. And I was so into it. And talking about this kind of unlocked a memory for me that I during that summer I think it was like 2018 or something I filmed a video of myself it has not seen the light of day you can't find it anywhere <laughs> but I it's in my brain um and now I'm sharing it with who's whoever's listening but I did a video where I was like here's what your sun means here was here's what your moon means Aww. here's what your mercury Morgan. means it was very cute like baby witch and then I was like I'm never gonna put this anywhere, but I was so into it and I wanted other people to know about it too. Because I was like, this is just so cool. Even if you don't resonate with all of it, it's just like it's cool. It's it's interesting. It's very interesting to talk about.
0: I agree. I love that. That's so cute.
2: And then I also got my first tarot deck at half
1: price books.
0: It's half price books is a pipeline. (laughs) (laughs) Half price
2: books
0: (laughs) is the
1: drug dealer. Okay? That's what it is. It's the dealer. So another way that you can research is through looking at different types of magic or different type of witches. So you could maybe be like a cosmic witch and you work with astrology, you work with the planets, or maybe you're a glamor witch and you do like glamor magic, or maybe you're a kitchen witch, like how Hannah is. So you can kind of find like a category to research and that can kind of help guide, your, guide you a little bit.
2: Definitely. Or you could be seven different types of witches. Mm-hmm. Yes. They call that eclectic witch. Which that's what I am. Because yes, I can I'll never be able to choose one. If mm-hmm. I'm at the ocean, I'm like I'm a sea witch. I'm a mermaid.
0: <laughs> it depends on where I'm wanna at. Want to play mermaid?
2: <laughs> no, that was literally me. And I was like, wait a minute, I might be a witch. Uh,
0: Do you want to go boogie boarding? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Just get some salt water in my hair, you know. If I'm if I'm at the sea, I'm a sea witch. All right, sorry. If I'm a, me mountain, me. At a mountain, I'm a mountain witch. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's a thing, but definitely a thing. Um, but I wanted to also mention that researching in it of itself is a part of the practice. Mm-hmm. Just by researching, um, you could you are opening yourself to so many witchy possibilities. When it comes to witches, also wanting to get into more of the deity work, which is like a, a little bit more advanced, but like for example, working Ooh. with Aphrodite, simply just researching is a way to get the information and also honor the deity Mm -hmm. so it really is just a part of the practice just researching
1: so we have laid our foundation we have our first two pillars and the final pillar is living a witchy lifestyle so actually bringing the things that you learn and your spiritual hygiene and your maintenance into the real world and incorporating it into your life So first thing that you could do is build an altar. An altar is where you'll do all of your magical working. So if you want to do spell work, you can do it all on your altar. And your altar does not have to be filled with expensive crystals or tools or items. It doesn't have to be like aesthetic like you might see on Instagram. Your altar is supposed to work for you and it's supposed to be a functional tool, a functional place for you. So If you continue on your journey, we'll collect a lot of decks and crystals and all of that. Like my altar is way bigger than it was when I first started. So all of those things will come with time. The easiest way to build an altar is to incorporate the four elements. So you want to have something that represents water, fire, air, and earth. So water could literally just be a cup of water. It doesn't have to be fancy at all. Um, Earth could be crystals, herbs... Um, maybe something that you picked up on a walk, like a rock or something. Um, literally dirt. Literally <laughs> dirt. You could have a like little bowl of dirt there and that would count. Fire candles are a go-to for fire elements. And then air is a little more tricky because it's like, how do you have that on an altar? But things like bells or feathers are like really good tools that represent air. And then you can work with your altar and start incorporating little rituals into your everyday life so maybe this looks like speaking intentions into your coffee every morning when you stir the creamer in that's one of my favorite things to do or if you are a glamour magic person maybe you can enchant a lipstick or a piece of jewelry and you can wear that as part of your daily ritual and Another way that's super easy to live a witchy lifestyle is living in alignment with the earth and her cycles and her seasons. So paying attention to the astrological seasons and paying attention to how maybe Taurus season will affect you or how cancer season will affect you or just how it feels. You don't even have to be like a professional astrologer and know everything about your birth chart. You can just take note. This is the current season we're in and this is what's going on in my life. And then there's also all of the witchy holidays, uh, the wheel of the year. So you might hear about Yule or Samhain. Um, Those are all of the witchy holidays that you can celebrate. So those are essentially the three pillars. Um, Your spiritual hygiene and maintenance, building your magical library, and living a witchy lifestyle. So there are a few things that we want to close this episode with. And one of those things is calling yourself a witch. I mentioned earlier that when I started my practice, I really did not feel comfortable calling myself a witch. I didn't feel like I had, like, the right to call myself a witch because I was still learning. And then I also didn't know how other people would kind of take that if I said that out loud. So it took me a long time to call myself a witch, And if you're starting out in your journey or maybe you've been on your journey for several years and you don't feel comfortable calling yourself that, like, that's totally fine. There's no pressure to label yourself in any type of way.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. And I want to say I still sometimes feel uncomfortable saying that I'm a witch um, because there's, like we've mentioned, there's so many negative connotations within movies, media, everyone. I can see the reaction a lot of times when I say the word witch that, it can kind of scare people or they just don't, they just don't know what I'm meaning. Um, but I wish people would understand that to me, calling myself a witch simply just means I own my own power and I live life with intention. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's not like the movies where I'm flying around on a broom, but that would be really cool. That and would be cool. Maybe that's something for next year, but <laughs> it's, it's just not what people think it is. And I think just owning what you know to be the word witch and your own definition of it is, is huge for your own power. Yeah, I love that. Yeah.
0: One thing I did want to mention, too, about, like, witch journeys in general and, like, the genesis of, like, my, my journey through witchcraft. Hocus Pocus.
2: <laughs> Period. Every <laughs>
0: Halloween. I would watch that every Halloween. And I always wanted to be Sarah Michelle Geller. Or, no,
1: Sarah Jessica Parker. Yes. And then the final thing that I wanted to say before we wrap up the podcast wrap up this episode is about being in the broom closet now this is what we say whenever you are a witch but you don't feel comfortable calling yourself a witch or making your practice known to other people Um, maybe you live with your family or a roommate who doesn't really you know approve or they won't hear you out about what it means to you so in the community we just call that being in the broom closet And if you're currently in the broom closet and you're listening to this, totally okay to be in the closet. But (laughs) I just want
2: a a funny way to put that. (laughs) It is a funny way to
1: put it. But when you are ready to come out of the broom closet, there is a whole huge community of witches who are just waiting for you. And we want you in our community and we want to know you and we wanna be friends with you. So we're waiting for you whenever you're ready.
2: Specifically us. Like contact us on Instagram or something. Yes, us
1: three. Exactly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We're waiting for you.
1: But that is the end of episode two. How to get going on your witchy journey. Um, I hope that something resonated with you. I hope that you found something useful or helpful with this. Um, We were all really excited to talk about this topic. um, Something really important to us. But. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on Instagram and all social media platforms at Girls Who Cast.
2: Also, be sure to tell your friends, any witchy friends that you have about this podcast. And if you have a witchy aunt, we all have one of those. Be sure to share with anyone who might be interested. All
0: right. Thank you for listening, everyone.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.